and welcome to United Way of the Mark Twain Area's United Talks. This is Denise Dameron, Executive Director at the organization, welcoming you to this week's episode. Today we have Stacy Nicholas with Douglas Community Services to join us and discuss the food programs here at Douglas Community Services. Additionally, we have Olivia Doherty, the United Way intern, joining us. So welcome, ladies. Good morning. Thank you. So, Stacy, food programs are something that Douglas does frequently. That is something that you guys have started doing and, and been a part of for many years. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about the history of Douglas and feeding people? Sure. Douglas Community Services is an offshoot of um, Willow Street Christian Church. It was named after the former Douglas School, which if you are from this area, you know that the Douglas School was the segregated school in uh, Northeast Missouri. So from there, the Willow Street Church created a social service arm, and eventually that social service arm became an independent agency known as Douglas Community Services. Sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, the Douglas Community Center, and the real difference between when it became an independent agency is when you call it Douglas Community Services. We tend to just answer to anything, even just plain Douglas. So food has always been a part of what Douglas does. When, uh, when the Willow Street Church began the Douglas Community Center, it was the late 1960s, part of that Great Society program that all your history teachers bored you about. But having enough food in the community was essential and not happening. And so it became one of the very first missions that Douglas participated in. Continues to be the foundational activity that we do, even though it's not the largest activity because we have so many head starts. We offer the opportunity every, every day of the week in some way to get food. So Stacy, and ultimately, why feed people? Why is that important in our community? So the people accessing Douglas, over 55% of them happen to be over age 60 or under age 18. So we know that in Northeast Missouri, the most vulnerable groups, the old and the young, are not getting enough food. And for the young, that has a whole series of developmental issues. For the older people, there are a lot of health issues that, that become involved. I often say that the medical profession will be quick to scribble on a prescription pad when really many of the solutions are, would you like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Or a sun butter and jelly sandwich if you're allergic to peanuts. Food is the foundation to all of our health. And good food helps the overall health of the community. So I know that you guys feed, you know, as you said, from, from the young to the old. Can you just kind of break down and tell us a little bit about the various programs that feeding programs here at Douglas? Sure. And I think it's important to note that simply because people need food assistance doesn't mean they don't understand good food. During this time of COVID, we've been very blessed to participate in the farm to family boxes that the United Way has helped organize, that the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri has helped organize. And our clients are just thrilled to get fresh fruits and vegetables. So those, that program, the Farm to Family program, covers all age groups, all demographics, all income levels. We have summer meals, which provides food for kids 18 and under when school is out. 
And then when school is in, we partner with the Hannibal Public Schools in providing a supper for kids who are staying after school. Some of our kids, it's, it's sad to say, rely on the school for breakfast and lunch and on Douglas for supper. And I would rather know that we are providing that service than worry about which child goes home from school at three o'clock and does not get a meal again until eight o'clock the next morning. Does not seem to be the part of a good society when we can't take care of children. Then we have, uh, we are the contractor for the monthly commodities distribution for Marion County, and those are provided through the USDA program. And anyone who meets the income guideline can come. We have an emergency food pantry, which covers all of Northeast Missouri. The requirement for the emergency food pantry is that you just need food. We're not gonna check income, we're not gonna check residency. If you need food, the Douglas Emergency Food Pantry will take care of you if you come and tell us you need food. And then we have another USDA program for adults who are over 60, it's the Senior Food Box. So um, a senior who qualifies could get commodities, could get emergency food, and could then be a part of our, emergent, uh, our senior food box. And that's one of the ways we try to help seniors stay healthy by eating properly. So that's a lot of food for a lot of people. Can you talk a little bit about the increase in numbers you've seen because of COVID since you know this crisis first started maybe in March? So one of, so from March until May, we partnered with the Hannibal Public Schools to make sure that the school would be giving out two meals a day and we would be giving out a meal and a snack. So a family could come to a school bus and get a day's worth of food for their kids. And we were very grateful for that partnership with the school district. Um, then this summer, when we started doing our summer lunches, then uh, in the, we'll go back to those at-risk meals. It's just so important during this time of COVID that as we try to stay healthy, that we eat healthy. And we've been very blessed that the government gave people more SNAP money. Because when people have more money to buy food, and this is both economic and health, they will go to a local store and spend money, which is great for our economy. When they're in that local store, they will buy food that meets their family's needs. What that has meant for the food pantry is that people who would traditionally have to access us to get food have been able to step back from the pantry and not access us. And that has created a space for the people who have never had to access the pantry. We call them first time users. We've had, you know, 40% at some times, people coming to the pantry as first time users. So by giving people extra SNAP money, it's created a space at the pantry to enable us to serve people who've never had to use us before, but we're not being blown out of the water by making that, you know, and another additional 40%. And while they're here, we're partnering with the Missouri Extension so that if they qualify for SNAP, Extension helps get them on the SNAP program. So really you're seeing a shift in your pantry users because of COVID. You're seeing individuals that normally rely upon the food pantry not needing the service, but you're seeing a whole new demographic of individuals that perhaps have been laid off from 
you know, jobs that maybe had to take off so they can be at home with kids and or are, you know, vulnerable due to medical issues that are staying at home now that can't work, that are now needing the services of the food pantry who've never needed any such thing before. And they're a much younger group. So usually, um, you know, 50 or more percent of our people will be over 60 or under 18. This is a group that the new group that are the first time users are in their 30s, have never had to access public assistance before. Um, you know, and it's kind of heartbreaking when they come in and they say, I don't know what to do. I've never had to do this. And so it really gives us an opportunity to be a community supporter and say, that's okay. We know what to do. We'll help you do that. Um, and by having the people who traditionally would come have extra money, it's just created a cushion that we're not having to really be pushed as hard as we might have to be. But overall, your numbers have still increased in <laughs> oh, service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, overall, the numbers are still increased. We, we have seen uh, June was an all-time high number. April was an all-time high number. And I don't know what's going to happen in July. Um, but we are... I don't want to say we're happy. We're comforted that people who have a need say, Douglas is a place I can go to get that need. Absolutely. And so for a lot of individuals, they don't understand food insecurity. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about what food insecurity is and then how Douglas fills that need for so many individuals in, in our local community? Sure. So food insecurity is not knowing when you will get your next nutritious meal. And by that, sometimes we see people only eat two meals a day instead of three. Or, you know, they might eat a bag of popcorn or a bag of chips for supper instead of having, you know, fruits and vegetables and a protein. Um, so food insecurity is not knowing where nutritious meals will come from. You can get that by living in a food desert and not having access to food, or you can get that through poverty or financial constraints by not having access to food. Tell us about a food desert. What is a food desert? Where are they? Are they around here? Yeah. So food deserts, we, we don't have any food deserts in Marion County, but we do in Lewis, we do in Rawls, we do in Monroe, and we do in Shelby. Food deserts are where a, a family cannot get to a grocery store outside of a 15-minute drive. So, um, and you're talking a full grocery store with I'm, a fruit and veggie section. I am not talking Dollar General. That's yes. correct. I'm yes. not talking Casey's, which has a basket of interesting fruit. You know, I try to explain to people that um, you might have a Casey's in your town, and, and Casey's is a great store. Don't hear me on that. Got some great, great pizza. They do. <laughs> Um, but, you know, a banana at Casey's could be 89 cents. But if you go to a grocery store, a banana may be 40 cents a pound. I know that banana at Casey's is not a two-pound banana. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're pricing it based on what it takes for them to get it. So, you know, it's difficult for people who are poor and have transportation issues or people who are elderly and have transportation issues in rural Missouri to get to a grocery store. I will say that recent changes in the EBT program, EBT is what we call food stamps or SNAP, allow people to purchase some food online, and that's going to be very helpful for our, our rural people um, who, 
even I, living in Western Lewis County, it's 30 minutes to a grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't imagine what that would be like if I didn't have a car. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think more than ever, um, you know, those, those issues have arose, you know, frequently in the past, but now with additional concerns of should I be out, should I be doing these things? Well, I can just empty the freezer right yeah. now and whatever's in the freezer I'll eat or, you know, um, th those types of things have made for a whole new um, number of concerns, especially for our elderly individuals, especially those elderly individuals who maybe don't have family members to rely upon to go to the grocery store um, for them, etc. Well, and there's a big challenge right now because kids are home. Like our summer meals program is free to anyone who shows up. We give you a meal and send you on your way. Um, kids drink a lot of milk. You know, <laughs> kids eat a lot. And so for families who may just now be re-entering the economic sector because they've been laid off or their business has been closed, this, that's a big drain on their family budget just trying to provide food. So if they can access a place like Douglas where we're not going to meet all their food needs, but we can meet a chunk of it and then their resources can be used to supplement that, then that supports our families. Which is, which is beautiful. So Stacy, for you, because you've been at Douglas for a number of years, you've been making certain people are fed for a number of years. What keeps you motivated to keep doing this? What you know ensures that, that, that you come back to work every day to make certain people are fed? So I come from a religious tradition to where feeding people is a major commandment. That's just me personally. But I get, that gets met at Douglas every day, you know. Um, the grumpiest client to the nicest client, I know they're still going to go home and they're still going to have food. And I'm always inspired when a client comes and they're picking up for themselves and their neighbor because we're being community when we look after each other. You know, I, I had a little boy, we gave them a Prairie Farms farm to family milk box and, and he said, Mom, we have milk now. And it was, it was touching how excited he got about milk. But then I, when I stepped back, I was sad that a four-year-old child had to be excited about getting milk because in my household, my four-year-old child never had to worry that there wasn't enough milk. So knowing that we help people get to the next step, whatever that next step is for them, if Douglas wasn't here, you know, that wouldn't happen. We're serving over 200, 300 families a week. And I always worry if something happens and Douglas isn't here, that's 300 families who wouldn't have any food. So I make an effort to just always be here and make sure people are fed. And so at United Way, we are, you know, so proud to partner with Douglas Community Services um, to ensure that needs in the community are met uh, because obviously the work that you do is crucial to ensure that people's basic needs are met you know without without food what is you know what is an individual well they're not going to last long mm -hmm. ultimately is, is the true reality of the situation um, and one of the most powerful things Stacey and you might not even know that you remember saying this um, during a rotary meeting when you guys received um, a grant for your van which is utilized to assist with the summer lunch program you said I can't solve all the problems of poverty, but I can solve hunger. Mm -hmm. If someone is hungry, what do you do? You feed them. And so for me, that's something that is, that is 
implanted in my mind. Um, and I'm like, you're right. Like, we can't solve all the problems of poverty. That is a complex issue. But if a person, because of poverty, is hungry, how do you solve that problem? You feed them. And it's just like, duh. And if really, I think if we take a moment to look at most problems like that, we certainly can make a lot more solutions occur in our community. And I think that's true. I mean, we've always at Douglas been grateful for our United Way funds. Um, so many funders, you know, want their name on a building or something huge like that or want to start a new program. And United Way has always been a good supporter of the basics, you know, food, clothing, shelter, agencies that are doing the basics. And at Douglas, that makes a difference. Um, we are able to help the community, partner with the community, partner with other agencies, because we have supporters like the United Way who say, we trust you with our money, go out and do the good work. That is perfect. And on that note, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us to uh, on this episode of United Talks, we appreciate the opportunity. And so uh, I think the message from this is if you see someone hungry, feed them. Feed them. Feed them. Solve that problem. Thank you so much for joining us.